Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast, bringing you the latest updates from the world of sports, gambling, and pop culture. Because you can't have a show without hot takes or a Tiger King meme these days. Know what I'm saying? Now, with over 200 episodes and ready to get after it again, here's your host, Dwayne Callender. Hello and welcome to the show, everyone. Got a bit to talk about. Uh, just quick updates on March Madness. And just wanted to talk about briefly uh, the news, and we'll get into this uh, later on, but the new NFL deal reached where Amazon is getting a bigger piece of the pie in terms of uh, content with uh, hosting Thursday Night Football exclusively. And ESPN Plus being the new winner of uh, what amounts to NFL Sunday ticket. Uh, so no more direct TV. It looks as though ESPN plus will be the new home for Sunday ticket football in a sense. So ESPN definitely gobbling up more of the television rights than ever before. And what amounts to uh, between the traditional broadcast networks and the streaming platforms, uh, it nets out to uh, in surplus of $100 billion for the NFL. So business is booming for the NFL owners, not necessarily the players, given the amount of players who have been cut this year. And uh, it is now a free agency free-for-all uh, that is still ongoing. Uh, so uh, we'll have to sort through the aftermath of that uh in a couple of weeks, but uh, a lot of transactions going on in the NFL because of all the volatility in the marketplace as teams, as we talked about before, getting under that uh, salary cap. So uh, more to come, uh, certainly, because uh, 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 teams have to get their salary cap situation squared away uh, by today. So you're going to hear some more news of either guys restructuring their contracts or just cutting guys outright. So uh, still more to come uh, on that front. But uh, getting into uh, last-minute uh, thoughts on the NCAA tourna- tournament, we've got some updates on teams uh, in the tournament. Kansas uh, essentially has uh, most of their roster uh, cleared at this stage. Head coach uh, Bill Self uh, said uh, basically all their players will be in uniform for Saturday. So it looks as though uh, Kansas uh, did uh, dodge a bullet uh, by not uh, having any players 
out for the first round and uh, kind of going into the weekend as well. Uh, so it looks like they'll have their full uh, complement of players. So, uh, you know, based off of where I kind of had uh, Kansas ranked, uh, I'll still have uh, some shares of them uh, making deeper runs in the tournament, uh, given the, their talent overall. Uh, a team that's not uh, so fortunate would be Georgia Tech. Uh, their star player, Moses Wright, is going to miss their uh, first round matchup against Loyola Chicago. I mean, the problem is is that uh, Wright is the ACC Player of the Year for the Yellow Jackets, and a big reason why they won the ACC tournament. Uh, so not having Wright puts uh, Georgia Tech at a significant disadvantage uh, against Loyola Chicago. It's not to say they can't, they can't win the matchup against Loyola Chicago, but Loyola Chicago should be justly favored as they already were entering the matchup. But uh, it becomes a much more winnable matchup, and I would be far more confident in Loyola Chicago uh, getting a win there. So I'm I'm definitely kind of fading my shares of Georgia Tech overall in my brackets, and uh, just uh, kind of going uh, more towards uh, Loyola Chicago, especially if you're in brackets where it's either uh, the round plus the seed or the round times the seed number. Uh, now we're getting into territory where it's too much a swing in favor of one side uh, that uh, kind of splitting up your brackets uh, is less conducive. So uh, while, yeah, you can still pick Georgia Tech to be a little bit different, I wouldn't recommend doing so because I, I think the matchup really does favor Loyola Chicago at this point uh, without Moses Wright in the lineup uh, for Georgia Tech. So uh, th- that's where I'm kind of leaning towards. And the other question mark that we still have for the tournament is Virginia. Uh, So basically, the situation with Virginia is they're traveling to Indianapolis today, Friday. And uh, they are going to have to uh, be tested on Saturday uh, before their their first round game against Ohio. So uh, basically, we're doing day of to see if Virginia is going to be cleared uh, uh, from a testing perspective. So we're still not going to know anything today. It's going to have to wait until tomorrow uh, afternoon. So uh, what's the scenario if, for some reason, Virginia has a massive outbreak? Uh, Louisville would be that next team that gets in and slotted in instead of Virginia. So I realize this carries some risk uh, for uh, playing Virginia. So if you're risk-averse, uh, you are free to uh, start shifting your exposure uh, uh, to Virginia. But, you know, this is kind of the lay of the land. Uh, you know, uh, once uh, the tournament starts, uh, there's not going to be any substitute teams coming in. So basically, Virginia is the last uh, domino. If uh, something goes awry tomorrow, then you're going to see Louisville slot in. But outside of that, uh, Virginia is uh is coming uh uh to the tournament and that's going to round out the field uh but uh you know a- as it stands uh you know uh, this sh- should be a very interesting uh tournament to say the least uh, as i said because of the lack of crowds you're going to see some variance uh with uh, not having the home court advantage in some of the earlier regional rounds and the fact that uh some of the teams that really travel well early on, you know, usually you would get that boost from a Syracuse crowd 
when the Orange are there uh, playing their 2-3 zone uh, in the early round. So you're not going to have that this year. So as I said, it's going to be an interesting dynamic to see how some of these teams respond not having uh, the larger crowd give them a boost in the tournament time. So uh, that's where uh, things landed. Uh, In terms of uh, things to kind of look out for today, uh, you know, you got a tight matchup between Florida and Virginia Tech. I would still give a slight lean to Florida overall. And in terms of uh, things to kind of look at, Baylor versus Hartford. Not because Hartford has a chance of pulling off an upset against Baylor, but you kind of want to see if Baylor's defense picks up to where they could be. Uh, The knock on Baylor is that as the season wore on, their defensive intensity dropped significantly. So uh, interesting thing to see is uh, what Hartford's score total ends up as because, you know, if they crack uh, over 60, uh, it, it could be some uh, warning signs that Baylor still hasn't quite gotten it together on the defensive end, and that's where uh, you you might see some potential for uh, an upset in the in the next round. So, uh, you know, just things to kind of bear in mind as we kind of go through the tournament is seeing how these teams perform in the early rounds and uh, getting a sense of uh, how they're going to be. Uh, responding to one another so uh that's gonna be all i have for today just like i said just wanted to do a quick update on uh the tournament news that we have available at this time uh but uh as i said it it should be an interesting tournament uh the midwest region i believe uh probably going to determine a number of these brackets uh the west region i i still think is a little bit too slanted towards Gonzaga in terms of the matchups I have a really tough time uh picking against Gonzaga uh because of the matchups they're facing it's as I said they have the easiest path to the NCAA uh final four uh you know it could be famous last words I know uh saying that uh, because you never know what can happen in a tournament and especially this year uh uh, some of the randomness that could happen but uh it's uh, it is uh, one of the more favorable ways to get into the Final Four compared to uh, prior years. I, you know, it's harder for me to see the landmines, if you will, uh, in in this year's uh, uh, tournament based off of uh, some of the matchups I'm seeing and potential matchups I'm seeing down the road. So uh, that's going to do it for me. But uh, uh, good luck, everyone, and uh, enjoy the tournament. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all other major outlets. 